everyone, this is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Cole McClarty and Nick Glover from Transonic Systems and Dr. Timothy Hacker from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. They recently joined us for the 12th webinar in the Cardiovascular Connection series, a joint webinar series brought to you by Inside Scientific the American Physiological Society, and the European Council for Cardiovascular Research. Their presentations gave a technical overview of pressure volume loop collection and data analysis for cardiovascular research. Let's dive in. The first question here, I'll paraphrase. So I've always done closed chest PV loops because I'm concerned about maintaining physiological state of the animal. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So yeah, everybody. Hello again. It's a very common question and it's actually fairly complex. So as I referenced in the presentation, there's myriad different variables that go into it. In science, it's it's never just going to necessarily be about the most scientifically appropriate, unfortunately. Sometimes it's also about pragmatism. As a reference in the presentation, sometimes you're forced to do an open chest, depending on what technologies might be used. LVADs are fairly notorious, sometimes even flow probes for consuming various sites that you might not be able to get vascular access from. With some of that pragmatism aside, actually, Tim, you might be a good person to, well, you certainly be a good person to bounce this question off of. I know you do open and closed chest work. What is your perspective on this from a scientific view? Thanks, Cole. So we tend to do, if we're doing rodents, mice, rats, and we're doing right side, we almost always do open chest because it's just really hard to get good PV loops in the right ventricle without it being open chest. If we do left-sided stuff, it kind of depends. Sometimes if you're doing a left heart with a myocardial infarction, it's really difficult to get good PV loops open chest because when you go through the thin wall of the where the infarction is, you'll have blood leaking and you won't get anything that's physiologic. So those we almost always do closed chested. Again, what I tell people is as long as you're consistent, so your data might not exactly match everybody else's in the literature, but if you're consistent between your two groups, your treated and untreated groups, whether they're open or closed chest, you're going to get good data and you're going to get consistent data and you're going to be able to see if your treatment or your therapy is working between the two. So again, as Cole said, you have to be a little bit pragmatic. Which way can you get the best data consistently, accurately? And if you can do that closed chested, great. If you can do it open-chested, that's great too. People like it closed-chested. They think it's fairly a little bit more physiologic. We truthfully have done it where we put the catheter in closed-chested, open the chest, and we don't see any difference in the data. That might not happen to everybody, but again, that, that's kind of what we see. But if you're, again, careful between your groups and consistent with your technique, either works great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. Next question here. This is about anesthesia, so I'm going to address this to you, Tim. Does the choice of anesthetic agent influence the results for PV loops specifically? Are there preferred agents to be used for mice and rats? Yeah, certainly. Almost every anesthetic agent is a cardiac depressant. Most people use isoflurane, which definitely is a cardiac depressant. It tends to you tend to have lower ejection fractions with isoflurane, lower heart rates. 
people use ketamine, xylazine, which again does the same. Those injectables, the injectable ones are a little bit harder to control. Our favorite is actually urethane. It maintains high heart rates, probably 500, 550 and above. It has minimal cardiovascular effects. The problem with urethane is it's not a anesthetic that you can use and recover an animal from. So if we're doing terminal animals, we use urethane because we really like that it has the fewest amount of cardiovascular effects. If we're doing repeat animals, then we do isofluorine because we can titrate it and adjust it and make sure that the animals are under a surgical plane, but as light as possible. And that we can tend to titrate isofluorine a little bit better so that we're fairly consistent between animals and groups. Awesome. Okay. A few people are interested in collecting PV data in the right ventricle. Is it difficult or more difficult to collect in the RV compared to the LV? So I'll jump in on that real quick, first of all, and then Tim, of course, will get your perspective as boots on the ground. So first of all, right ventricular PV loops are and have been for years gaining popularity, specifically for pulmonary hypertension, using the right ventricle as an analog for how things are changing in the vasculature, in the lungs. So it's definitely something that's possible. Left ventricular loops, from a statistical perspective, of course, are still the most popular. There is, again, the pragmatic questions about how to actually collect from them. So there's different approaches of closed chest, where if you're doing closed chest, you're going in from the jugular. The actual anatomy and the, the physiology and the layout and the crescent shape of the right ventricle make it challenging in small animal models to get a catheter to lay appropriately along that long axis, because the long axis is actually going to be from the apex to the PA. And if we think about the physiology of the right atrium where you're entering through, it's very challenging to get a catheter with those small animals along that axis, which is where some of those open chest approach are made from a pragmatic perspective. But it's certainly something that is commonly done for sure. So Tim, to give some maybe additional perspective on that, some of the more minutia, do you want to jump back in? and? Yeah, for sure. It, it is challenging. Uh, the, the catheter would prefer to be in a cylinder. You don't have a cylinder in the right heart. And so it's, it's a little bit of a trick positioning that catheter in the initial approach to, and that's why we did open chest, because then you have more options how to position that. The right ventricle is a little bit different. Like normally a diseased heart is way easier to do than than the control. So if you have some RV dilation that that helps. In a mouse, you have to do a larger mouse. Probably anything below 25 grams is going to be probably impossible. And 30 grams and above is better. There's a number of different spacings for the catheters. You're going to need something, a smaller electrode spacing, a 3.5 spacing, as we find that that works the best. And again, are you going to get every microliter of of volume when you use, when you do right particular measures? Probably not. But again, you're going to be consistent between your groups. And so I think the numbers are going to come out. The data that you're really interested in, it probably is contractility and that that's going to come out great. So it's, it's challenging. You're probably not going to get data from every animal, but if, if you stick with it, you'll get good loops and good data. Awesome. All right, let's move on to the next question here. This one is about biventricular PV loops. Well, the person's asked, is it common and what is the scientific argument for doing both? Biventricular PV loops are absolutely not common. Biventricular PV loops have been done for years. There are labs that have been doing biventricular PV loops, not always publishing that data simultaneously. 
there's a really a question scientifically about the veracity of that approach or whether or not simply doing a ventricular catheterization on the left side followed by one on the right side within the same animal within the same measurement would be adequate as well. With our technology, you can put them into each ventricle at the same time. They're using different frequencies, so there's no crosstalks. There is a technical challenge that comes with this that have been, has been overcome. But admit, admittedly, there certainly is a scientific question that yet is to be fully investigated. We do, as it happens, have a webinar on this topic specifically. So on our webpage, we do have a topic, sorry, a webinar that covered this roughly about a year ago, group that has been measuring this and talking about some of the data, but there's definitely some scientific work still to be done. The good news is that it's technically possible. Awesome. Thanks, Cole. Next question here. This one is for you, Nick, I believe. How do you perform an occlusion in pigs via the femoral artery? Yes. Hello, everyone. And and thank you to our astute audience for allowing me to jump in and make that correction as I was kicking myself once I realized that I had misspoken there. So not the femoral artery. I apologize, the femoral vein. And yes, so just just misspoken on my part. And perhaps I'll, I'll you know, quickly, I know we're running short on time, but throw it over to Tim. Just so large animal, like what would your preferred or ideal occlusion method be? Typically balloon catheter? Yeah, we use a balloon catheter. We'll go into the femoral vein and then advance that balloon catheter just past the diaphragm and then inflate it there. And it can be hard to find big balloon catheters that size, but they do exist. And even if it's if it's not as big as the vein, it still reduces blood flow back to the heart enough where you get really nice occlusion, occlusion ramps. hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.